Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I am really excited to introduce today's guest to you all and for the conversation that we are about to have. So a little backstory. Brittany is actually a member inside of the Social Savvy Collective Mentorship, and she runs an incredible business. So you guys are all in for a treat this week on the podcast. Brittany is a content strategist, community manager, and host of the Social Media Magic podcast. She focuses on long-term content and community growth because tactics and hacks are ever-changing. She recently grew a client's Instagram account from 5,000 to over 23,000 followers in under six months. And she helps clients use social media to cross into the top 1% of podcast downloads. Brittany believes that getting more sales can be really simple once you learn how to turn strangers into subscribers. Brittany, welcome to the Hashtag Manage podcast. Tell me a little bit more about why you started your business. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I was just so excited for the opportunity to be on here. So thank you again. Um, as far as like what kind of how I got started with it, honestly, it was I wanted to get out of my full-time job as quickly as possible. So I was a full-time teacher for the past five years and I love teaching, but if anyone was paying attention to teaching during the pandemic, it became a completely different ballgame and like all the magic kind of got sucked out of it in a very short amount of time. And it just became increasingly clear to me that these things that I had been doing on the side, like actually I'll talk about social media and travel because that's, that plays into it. Uh, that ended up seeing, being the thing I was really excited and passionate about the most. Like I found myself like in my free time looking up like marketing strategies and like trends on social. And I was so excited about that, that I was like, oh, could I just do this full time? And so I just started putting myself out there, which I know we'll talk about in a little bit. And I started connecting with people and networking and then getting a few clients. And I'm like, okay, maybe this could be a thing. And then when I decided that like, okay, this is the last year, I'm not going to wait another year. Then I said, okay, we have to go all in. And I just kind of went crazy over like a three month period and got like as much work as I possibly could until I could replace my teacher income. And then I left the classroom. So it's been a year almost to the day that I've been out as of today. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that we were close to that huge milestone for you. So I just want to congratulate you on that because that is really, really amazing and amazing at what you've built in that time frame. So I know that we'll talk about a lot of really great topics that other social media managers and in all honesty, other online service providers are dealing with. And I think it's really important to talk about the timelines that every entrepreneur has because it's so different for everyone and there's really no right or wrong timeline that we can have in entrepreneurship and i think that's one of the great things that i love to highlight especially on this podcast Brittany, i would love to know how has your business changed over time with either who you're serving or how you're serving them 
That's a great question. So both have changed who I serve and how I've served them. So just with timeline, I want to give you a quick one because I can understand someone hearing that and thinking, oh, wow, she's a one of those people who built a business in three months. Absolutely not. The last three months were when I made that conscious effort to say I have to leave the classroom. But the only reason I was able to do that within those three or so months is because of everything I had been learning since 2018. So I want to make that super clear because I don't want to give any false expectations. I had been building a travel community on Facebook since 2018 for teachers. And obviously, like I still work for teachers, but in a slightly different capacity. And so I've had a blog. I had a, a podcast about teacher travel. I was pretty entrenched in that space. I still am. And that was kind of what showed me like, oh, I could totally do this for other people. And because people had been asking, oh, how did you grow the group? How did you do that? And the light bulb honestly hadn't gone on yet when I was first like, oh, you could do this or try this. That that was actually what I was liking. But yeah, so I found that out later, not until, you know, early 2022. So maybe like, you know, a year and six months or so ago. Um, so I just want to give that clarity that Whatever you're doing right now and in the past, like it's all adding in. There's like no wasted learning, no wasted opportunity. It's all going to help you learn or do something later. I think it's super important for you to know. And then as far as how and who I've changed and served over time. So originally it made sense to me to serve other travel creators. So other travel bloggers, travel agents, tour operators. That's what I started with because I knew the niche really well. But what I actually personally found, and I still work with a couple clients in that space, is that there was a little bit, for me, totally honest, a conflict of interest, because then I found myself saying like, oh, like now I'm, I feel like I'm kind of helping my competition. And it was just, a, it was just a weird feeling. And anytime something kind of gives you that like icky hesitation, or that like kind of little gut feeling, that's usually a sign of like, okay, this isn't, this isn't the way to go. Not because of fear. Like, I think that's important distinction between fear and alignment, but I was just finding that oh, I really don't like where this is going. And it was also just making even my friendships with my peers kind of impacted. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in direct competition with these folks. I want to collaborate with them. So I started shifting over to working with people in the TPT space. TPT is Teachers Pay Teachers. It's kind of like Etsy for teachers. They sell lesson plans, printables, things like that. And I liked that because I've been doing a little bit of that. So I understood it, but I didn't consider myself a full-time TPT or, and so it was a lot easier for me to objectively look at someone's business and say, oh, okay, like, let's try this on social. I was able to kind of to be more business about it. It wasn't as emotional for me. And maybe for you, that would be completely different if you're listening, but I take business, I do take it personally because I'm working with people and I, you know, this is their livelihood. So, um, so yeah, so that has changed. So I'd say I'm taking it a little less personally now because of the change niche and then also how I've helped them. So at first I just did Facebook groups because that was what I knew. And I did not want to try to <laughs> pretend I knew other things. And over like course of like a year or so, I started getting my skills up on Instagram. I still have so much to learn. Like I literally learn something every single day. <laughs> um, but I know enough now that I've gotten people results and I feel confident about saying that. Like even hearing you read my bio, I was like, oh my gosh, I sound so braggy. But you have to, but you kind of do have to brag on yourself because no one else is going to do it. Like you have to advocate for yourself in sales and stuff. So I was like, yeah, okay, I actually do know a lot. And so then I started taking on more Instagram clients. My first few got a freaking stellar deal because I was like trying to build up my portfolio and stuff and try to build up my confidence. And once I got to the point where I felt really confident, then I started adding that as like another signature service. So Facebook group growth and Instagram with a focus on lead generation. So I do a lot on their behalf in the DMs. And I should also add, 
because I didn't think I'd mentioned this yet. So in the travel space, I also had experience with network marketing. And while like everybody has feelings about that, I will say it taught me a lot about DM lead generation and sales. And so just want to share you again, like even if you end up changing businesses or something, take that with you and reflect on what you learned that can really help you like build your skill set and as a social media manager. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so many things that I want to kind of like keep <laughs> going deeper into that. Um, but I think it's amazing at what you said. And we, I think as female entrepreneurs, I think it's safe to say, because I know I can relate to this as well. We don't give ourselves enough credit for what we do. The business that we've created, or even the passions that we follow, the services that we do, and I think also the results that we get. I know when we're first starting out, we're always like, how am I going to get great results? I see XYZ business or XYZ service provider providing great results. I don't have those yet. And asking all of those different questions. So I think you really hit the nail on the head there with that we have to give ourselves credit when credit's due. And sometimes all it takes is someone else just like reading your bio or reading, you know, how you talk about yourself, like the words on your about page on your website or your Instagram bio or whatever the case is. So I think that's really important. I wanted to talk about niching because this is something that I think all of us as social media managers and any service provider is trying to find out how do I niche down and where do I start? And I love that how you've made those pivots and those business moves have been based on what you've done in the past with people that you are connected with, or also you mentioned having that awareness of not wanting to be in competition or, you know, with the same audience. So I think that that is really important to kind of talk about, um, so I think it's really interesting when people are figuring out who their niche is and just kind of figuring out where it is that they can go. Would you give any advice to anyone who's maybe thinking of, well, I don't know exactly what I'm passionate about, or I don't know yet because I don't have any experience. Maybe I slightly have passions about this, or I consume a lot of this content. Would you give any advice to anyone who's maybe thinking going back and forth between niching down or just staying general? Totally. Well, I definitely recommend niching down if for no other reason than just strategically, it's going to help you get clients faster, to be honest, because people want things to be simple. And anytime something is complicated, I actually learned this as a teacher. If you make something too complicated, we just, we, our brain just ignores it. Like that's too much information. I can't sort through that skip. And it's not even conscious. People don't even realize they're doing it. So if you can get your elevator pitch. I don't like even calling it that, but if you can just explain what you do in a really short and succinct way, people get it and say, oh yeah, I help TPT sellers grow their social media. People go, oh, okay. If they're in that world and they'll understand. So that's what it's really for. It's not that you have to feel limited. Cause I feel like that was something that really got to me. It's like, I don't want to limit myself. I'm a multi-passionate person and I am multi-passionate. I have multiple businesses, which I'm not recommending to everybody. Um, but I'm just saying that like, if, if you are that person, if you are someone who like, I have multiple passions, you don't have to have like, you don't, you don't have to use all your passions for business. That's one thing too. Like you can keep a hobby and something that you're passionate about just for yourself, which I think is important and healthy as a hu whole human being. <laughs> like we need that. Um, but even if you decide to monetize it later, you can keep a project kind of under wraps and something and build it and see if you like it. So I would say just test a lot of things. Uh, my first few clients, I'm going to be honest, I was willing to do just about anything that I knew I could do. Right. So Facebook groups, I also did some podcast management for a client because I had experience in audio engineering. 
I have built websites for people and I, it took me trying a few different things to really figure out what it was that I liked and what I wanted to focus on and for whom. Right. So like there are still a couple of clients in the travel space whom I've told them, hey, I don't want to do social media management for travel clients anymore, but I'm happy to keep managing your podcast. You know, we can we can keep doing that way. So you can also just change. Like, don't be afraid to say, like, hey, this isn't working for me, or hey, can we try something else? Um, so yeah, trying new things and then seeing what works. Make sure you're taking that reflective time, which I know is so hard. It's so, so hard when you're like busy in the day to day, but taking time, even if it's once a week or once a month of what went well this week or month, what did I like? What did I not like? What needs to change? And is it with you or maybe even the type of client you're working with? Like everything is a lesson if you pay attention. So yeah, so try things, reflect, and then also be unapologetic about your choices. Um, I think that's something that's really hard, especially if you have like a really like nurturing, kind personality. I came from teaching, that's service, right? That's people work. And so we want to make people happy and we want to serve our clients. And so we almost start prioritizing their needs over ours. Like, well, this is profitable. This will make me money, but you don't want to build a business that's profitable that you hate, you know, like you could just go get a job if you wanted to have secure income. I'm going to put that in quotes. So yeah. So I would just say like reflect, pivot if you need to and try things out. And I feel like that's going to be advice, not only for your beginning, that's going to be the same advice when you start hiring. If you decide to do that, if you decide to scale or try some other kind of offer, that's always going to happen. You're always going to be trying things out. Always, always trying new things, trying and testing and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. And you mentioned how, um, you know, everything is a lesson and it can be taken from business to business, from service to service, I think as well, if it's like just still internally in the same business that you're having. So I think that's really, really awesome. I love that you really take your experience as a teacher, because I think, and even you mentioned the degree as well, like considering your background, even though it's not directly correlated to social media management or running an Instagram account, for example, there are so many skills that so many of like our listeners and people in our community have because they are coming from other industries. Like you mentioned, the pandemic was a really interesting, <laughs> interesting time for teachers and a lot of people pivoting or leaving the profession. So it's a really interesting kind of time for just the workforce in general. But I think so many people have so many skills that are honestly way more important when it comes to considering becoming a social media manager because you can learn how to manage an Instagram account. You can learn how the Instagram algorithm works. You can learn how to manage a YouTube channel. You can learn how to um, manage and run and monitor a Facebook community. But what you can't learn without the experience from a previous role is how to provide great customer service and really awesome client experiences that you probably have in other roles or other professions that you have experience in. And I think there's so many skills that come. I mean, being a teacher, obviously dealing with dealing with the classroom, dealing with time management, dealing with um you know, educating and doing so many different things. And that's just like a drop in the bucket in the amount of roles that a teacher, let alone other professions have. So those are really great things that I think can easily be correlated into, into a business and kind of into a signature service. That's something that I'm always kind of telling people to really think about and iterate because that is the thing that people are going to refer you for your signature service and your niche. 
So like Brittany mentioned, being super clear on, you know, helping TPT sellers like grow on Instagram, like that's super clear. I know that if I meet anyone who is selling on TPT, I know who to turn them to because I know who has experience with that and has had results with that. So I think that's just really something to consider. I think that really plays into um, finding clients. Referrals are a great way to find clients. I'd love to ask you, Brittany, um, what is your experience and where are the best places to find clients as a social media manager? And what does that look like for you in your business? Great question. And I know it's one that comes up a lot in your Facebook group. Um, yeah, I've actually put down here a couple of things that you said. You can learn anything. I think that is such a good mindset to have, like just as an entrepreneur in general, but as a social media manager, like when Reels came out, I was like, oh my gosh, I was just figuring out the platform and now I'm going to have to figure out like short form video content too. You know what I mean? So but I did and I'm still learning every day, but I'm making good stuff for people. So I think like if you just have the mindset of like, okay, well, this is new and I don't know it yet. And a year from now, I'm going to be better at it. Like that's just such a good mindset to have. I put also that customer service is the best marketing you can have, like good customer service, because if you serve your clients well, that will be word of mouth, that will be referrals, that will get you networking opportunities. And I'll share some practical things in a minute too. But just thinking about that, I think a lot of times we get stuck like myself too, on the marketing, like outbound and inbound, like how can I get more people to come to me or where can I go to find clients? But are you, are you really working on the processes and things for the ones you have? That's something that's been a really big focus of me for the past quarter is how can I streamline and make something super simple and easy for them? Like things, cause I try to put myself in the, in the mind of a teacher who's still in the classroom and still has a business too. Like they do not have enough attention to be reading these crazy long documents and watching long videos. It's like, I need to keep it snappy, short and actionable for them. So thinking about your client and really trying to put yourself, not only just their pain points, but like their psychographics, like what are their fears? What are their desires? What do they really want and need? Like, why do they want to grow an Instagram or have a Facebook group or, you know, grow their email list? What is, what is the why, right? They want freedom. They want time back. Like, how can you do that for them? And expressing that uh, it, from a copywriting perspective is going to be really good for your, uh, for your Instagram, for your posts and things like that. But it's also going to help you build a relationship because they're going to feel so seen and be like, wow, this person really gets it. And it's going to come, it's going to make you seem and be more professional. So that's, that's part of it is like making sure your stuff is internally set up. And then as far as where to go. So I will share that I did an audit of this. I found it very interesting that most of my clients from the past year actually came from networking at in-person events, which I was very surprised at. I think a lot of times because we're online we think that everything we have to do has to be online. Like we're on Instagram. So surely everybody else is on Instagram, but not always. So you really have to think about who is the person you're serving, which I know like you're probably so sick of hearing the niche thing. Like I'll tell you, like I heard it 50 times. It was like, ah, niche, but you know, you didn't need to know it. Um, so who is your person and think about where are they going to be and not just where they're going to be because uh, another thing to consider is like, yes, they're probably on TikTok. Yes, they're probably on uh, these other platforms too. I mean, I don't know if they're on Snapchat. Mine, mine probably isn't. Maybe yours is. But if they are, it doesn't necessarily mean they're ready to buy or that they're actively looking for a service. So for you specifically, depending on your client and your signature service, Pinterest might be better for you. 
maybe website and SEO, especially if you're working with like local businesses, if you're really place specific, like I've thought about that. I just moved to Tucson and I'm like, if I want to work with local businesses and expand that, I probably have to start doing some blog posts that are specifically like best social media manager in Tucson or like Instagram specialist Tucson, things that I know that person is going to be searching for because they are not in this world that we're in, right? They're running their brewery, their gift shop, whatever it is. They're, they're in their own, doing their own life. So in-person networking has been really, really amazing for me. I will say that it's more of an investment though. And that's where I am now. So let me go back a year and a half ago. So a year and a half ago, when I was first, first looking, I have a few different Facebook groups that I go into and I'll just share from the top of my head, higher up online is a really fabulous one. Um, I don't know the like URL or anything, but if you just type higher up online on Facebook, you'll find it. And then also niche specific ones. So for me, I know specific Facebook groups that TBT sellers are in. That's my person. And it's also gotten to the point now where people have kind of known my name and face. So they'll tag me on things, which is really nice. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. Brittany does that. Um, so that's been really helpful. It took a while to get there, but and we'll talk about personal branding because that plays into that in a minute too. Um, so yeah, so responding to Facebook group posts, even, even not just you posting, but like responding to other people, like, you know, someone saying like, help, I need help with my group or something. Can you make yourself really helpful and useful? Of course, in a place where it makes sense that your client is going to be. And then also responding to job posts. Like I am on email lists of people who I want to serve for a couple of reasons. One, because I want to really like figure out their business and like what is their main offer and kind of what they're doing. And also because I know that if when I do work with them, I'm going to have to do that anyway. I'm going to go through their content and, and get their, their brand voice down. So uh, follow me on email list has been really helpful. And then also joining like networks. So like if you're going to, and this is not like, Jessica didn't ask me to do this, but like joining her community would be really good too, because I'm always seeing people posting in there, right? Like of, you know, I'm looking, my client is looking for this other social media manager or looking for this. So I feel like joining uh, communities like that, working with your peers, masterminding. And then once you get your niche down, which I feel like I'm broken record, but once you get your niche down, that becomes easier too, because like, I don't do TikTok, maybe I'll in the future, but like, I'm not focused on that right now. So if I know a teacherpreneur is focusing on TikTok, I'm going to refer them to this other girl who I know just does TikTok because that's her thing, right? If they want to do Facebook groups, I'm your girl. If they want to do Instagram, I can help you with that. But TikTok, I don't. So we actually refer to each other, even though we're both social media managers, because we know the other can fill a gap, but the other can't. So networking, referrals, also people saying like, oh, I worked with Brittany. She was really helpful. Or also my podcast. I mean, like that was my hope, honestly, when I started the podcast, but I've gotten a lot of people who have listened to it and then they'll message me and say, Hey, like I've been listening to you for a while. What are your rates? Or like, are you right? Am I ready to work with you? I don't really know. Uh, and there's a little bit of education that happens there. And I'll also say like, as time goes on, you'll also see like, Oh, maybe I have another offer I can add because people are asking for this and I can support this. We can talk about that in a minute too. So yeah, networking, referrals, responding to jobs, masterminding with peers, and that comes down to knowing your niche and your signature service, at least what you want it to be at first. So many good golden nuggets in there. And I appreciate you and how you broke that down into being really actionable, actionable in what you need. So I know we'll go a little bit deeper into it, but like your personal brand, going into your niche, going into your signature service, but then also being actionable in where to make those connections. And that you talked about connections. I think that is such a big thing when it comes to finding and having conversations with clients, because you can learn a lot of things. You can make connections with them to to get that client, to land that client and get them in your business, 
or you can make connections with them and they could become, like Brittany mentioned, a referral partner for that. So I think it's always important to always be connecting. Um, I feel like that's ABC, that super easy acronym to think about. And I personally, over the past few weeks, I went to a live event for one of our management clients and it was a really amazing networking opportunity. And it was just really great to connect with other entrepreneurs and they weren't social media managers at all. They were in the operations space. And it was interesting to have conversations. And it's always nice to surround yourself with like-minded business people. It's always nice because not everyone gets it. They don't understand, you know, what we go through as business owners and all of that. Um, but it's great to have that connection with them. So you can become someone who is referred, but then going back to what <laughs> Brittany and I keep repeating, and we're doing it for a reason, not to sound too, you know, repetitive, but it's super important to have that niche and to have that signature service, especially when you're starting out. Can you certainly grow and scale into other things? Absolutely. That's how you can increase your monthly revenue with the clients you're working with. Or you can, of course, scale with other team members in your business to offer different things. Um, but I loved all of the different tips on how to find clients and to go about it and just putting in the work. Because I think when you build connections, you do a really good job of it immediately starts building that know, like, and trust factor that people just need before they can buy from you, before they can agree or sign the contract to work with you for the service that you're offering. And that takes time and that takes longer on Instagram. Someone finds you on Instagram or like Brittany mentioned, maybe another platform that they're more active on. And they are just kind of like really slowly opening the door. They're like, okay, I see this content. This is really helpful. These reels are funny or they're relatable. Maybe I'll follow. But then they need that repetition of the content on their feed just so they can become a little bit more comfortable. Whereas you join a local networking group, you go to an in-person event, you connect with someone who can refer you and have that word of mouth marketing, then that connection is already stronger than what it would be on Instagram or on another social media platform. So I think that is just a really great piece of advice, Brittany, for where to, where and how to find those clients, which I think is really awesome. Um, we have kind of hinted around <laughs> personal branding. So I'd love, Brittany, if you could share with our listeners listeners to you what does a personal brand mean does everyone have one and how can we use our personal brand to market ourselves well I love the leading question of does everybody already have one because I would say yes you absolutely do that was actually something I learned as a teacher was that everybody has a personal brand, even if you're networking professionally and you're not doing stuff in your social media manager world, you always have a personal brand. People know you for something or they know something about you. They know your personality, right? I've always been kind of a more go-getter assertive person. And I feel like people know that. And it also, I will say that makes it easier for me to outreach to people first. I know that some people are scared of that. So I'm not going to say like a certain tactic is for you. But I will say people will come to know you for something and it's really just an idea of being known, right? What do people know you for and do they feel like they know you? The social media world is so weird because you can feel like you know somebody else intimately. You like know the name of their pets and you know whether or not they're married and where they're traveling to and then yet they have no idea who you are, right? It's such a weird thing like a prayer social relationship, but you do kind of want to build that. 
you want them to feel like they're invited into your life and into your world and that they know not just you, but what you know before they work with you. And I also just think as an aside, like I wrote down about like uh, overcoming objections and things, I have learned that by putting a lot of content and information out there, I actually don't have to deal with as many objections or kind of having that like, because by the time people get to me, they're pretty ready already. Like it's more of a question of like, can I afford this? What is this going to look like time-wise, you know, schedule-wise, is it going to work for me versus can you do this for me? And I think that one reason a lot of newer social media managers struggle is because, and I get it because it's like, I just need to make money right now. <laughs> so I understand is that building a personal brand does take time. Like you said, and sometimes you don't really know who you are in this space, which is a really hard thing to say, but taking some time to think about like what makes you unique and different for me, my distinction was that I wasn't really deep in the TPT world before that. And that actually was a strength of mine because I noticed like, I, cause I did listen to all the other podcasts and stuff. And I was like, they're all saying the same advice and it's not always accurate because they're listening to people um, like really big names that you'd probably know. And I'm like, that's a different model. Like if we're talking about digital e-commerce and digital products, that's a very different business model and marketing plan than someone who's selling high ticket courses and memberships and things. Right. So I did a lot of, uh, competitive research. You could say I did a lot of looking and listening and waiting to see, okay, um, what can I contribute to the space personally? And then also like knowing your personality and your brand voice, right? So like, if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear a little more silliness, like I'm more professional right now, but you'll hear more silliness and you'll see me get really real on some of my Instagram posts because I don't feel like there's enough of that in the teacher space. We're taught to be professional and kind of dehumanized in a way, which I won't get into that today. Um, but because I know that that was really, really important for me to come across in that. And same thing with my blog posts, you can very much tell they're me. Um, and even just certain decisions I make. So values are a big part of that too. Like certain values I have that help me make decisions. It's kind of that yes or no filter that I run things through. Um, yeah. So I would say personal branding is who you are, but also how people perceive who you are, because obviously like I'm not, I'm not on all the time, right? Like if you see me not on an interview, I'm wearing a t-shirt and whatever clothes, like I'm not trying to look nice, but if I'm in an interview, I'm a little more professional. So you don't have to have your whole self online or in whatever that you're using, whatever channels, but do people feel like they can know you and make a decision to like you and trust you, not just as a person, because you're kind of selling twice, right? You're selling people on you and then you're selling people on the service that you're offering. So do people feel like, yes, I like her, like, because if they don't like my personality, then we're not going to work well together. But do they, do I like her? And then also, does she know her stuff? Like, can she help me? Because at the end of the day, that's really the question that you need to answer is like, is, can you help them? Because a lot of times they don't even know enough about the platform or the service or whatever to be able to, to shop. Like, it's not like I'm shoe shopping, right? I know my size. I know what I need. But if, if it's a service that I don't know about, that's why I'm asking for help. And so they just need to feel secure that you can, that you can help them, I think, at the end of the day. So for me, I've done that through the blog, the podcast. Uh, my own Instagram is very much a personal brand. It's my name on there, which has pros and cons. It's a, I try to keep a certain color scheme uh, so people have this kind of mood that they feel when they see me. Um, and even in the emojis I use, which sounds so ridiculous, but like even the emojis I use, like when I'm talking to people in DMs, like they come to know me and they know it's funny. Like they know me for traveling, even in the social media manager brand I have. They're like, oh my gosh, like how's Puerto Rico? It looks so amazing because people are always following and always watching, even if they're not responding and liking and commenting. So yeah, was that, did that answer your question? I feel like I, I shared a lot there. <laughs> 
Absolutely. That was a really great just take on personal branding. And I know it's something that so many people are caught up with. And that's why I had to put the little, you know, caveat in the question that I asked with, okay, does everyone have one? Because I know you and I both know that they do. But I think it's so important when it comes to developing our personal brand. I personally think it's a work in progress all the time. And the reason that I like to share that is because I don't think that we need to wait to put it out there or because it's, it's out there as soon as we snag that Instagram handle for either our name or our business on Instagram, we put out a post, we write a caption, maybe we write an email to our email list or we're creating content for our blog or TikTok or YouTube or anything at all our personal brand has begun. And I think from that point on, we're always iterating it to be that next version of who we're trying to be and who we're trying to help, which I think is really important. So I loved how you shared that it's how people are perceiving us and the different ways that we can share how we can help them. Because a lot of times that that does answer the question for people, do I need this service? Do I need this content? Do I need to follow this person? And I know for myself, I get a lot of questions, especially when I started the Social Savvy Collective. It just started as the Facebook community. I'm super happy to announce that right now it's over like 12,000 members, which I can't even get over. It's Yeah, it's a really, really exciting, but it. More than that, to me, I'm very proud of the community that it is because I think it really plays hand in hand into that brand of being a collective. And that has always been my personal intention and my mission with my personal brand to always educate and to always empower and to truly practice community and collaboration over competition. Because I know I got a lot of pushback from people why would you train someone to be a social media manager? I think with this broad of being a social media manager, like we've chatted about, you need a niche, you need a signature service. That is, there's hundreds and thousands of very variants to that, that we're all really not in competition. So I think that's where our personal brand hand in hand with that is our unique factor as a social media manager, which I think really stands out. So I love that. And I also wanted to share, you sort of mentioned this, Brittany, on how you come through in your content. And I do agree with that on the podcast, on your Instagram, everything. I I know who you are before we ever got on like our first like Zoom call. And I think that's so important. Actually, this morning, I had a strategy consultation with a client and it was the first time that we had ever met. And so the first session that we've ever had and we were talking about her competition. And this is something that I think a lot of people talk about when it comes to social media, comparing ourselves to others in the space and what we think they're doing and how we think that they're running the Instagram account or the social media account or whatnot. And she mentioned something to me that really my gut was like pulling me to it when when you were talking about um, that personality, Brittany, but she mentioned how she, this this competitor has the it factor. I don't think I have that. And to me, I immediately was like, I don't want to cut you off, but I have to politely cut you off in that statement because 
I don't know if I personally want to call it the it factor. I personally wouldn't put that as the branding of that. But I'm like, we all have our unique power, our personal brand. So we really went into a dive, deep dive into what it means to have a personal brand. So I loved everything you shared about that. Again, I think it was super actionable with how to create a personal brand and how to really lean into that as a social media manager. I'd love to know, Brittany, I know this is a difficult question, but if there was one piece of advice that you could give to someone who is either an aspiring social media manager from another industry or they're a new social media manager, what piece of advice would you give them? the ironic thing is the piece of advice I would give you is actually like one of my brand statements because I feel like it applies to literally everything, but just put yourself out there. I mean, there's nothing you can lose, right? Either you're going to get your first rejection and that'll be a great lesson for you, or you're going to get your first client and that'll be another lesson and I'll be some money. And I don't, I don't think there's anything that you can lose from putting yourself out there and putting yourself out there can mean networking, it could mean maybe there's a summit or something and you want to speak on it. By the way, that's a fabulous way to get leads. I forgot to even say I speak at summits and do collaborative bundles to grow my email list. I advise my clients to do so. I advise you to do that. So I guess that's more than one thing. Sorry. Um, but yeah, just putting yourself out there and just thinking like, what, what can you do and offer right now? And get scrappy kind of along with that. So like, where can you put yourself to get visible, to position yourself as an authority? Oh, I love that. Okay, that is a really great piece of advice. And I think really important for anyone who is maybe feeling that fear creep in of, should I do this? Should I put myself out there? Should I put my personal brand out into the world? And like we mentioned, your personal brand already exists. I think the question really comes down to what are you going to do with it, which I think is really important. And I love that you added about summits and bundles for collaborations. I think the theme for 2023, and it's been the theme for a while, but collaborations. It's how we can grow collectively on social media. It's how we can grow our businesses. It's how we can get booked out as a social media manager. And it's how we can really deepen connections with other business owners and our audience, which I think is really exciting. So Brittany, for my final question, I'd love to know how has social media deepened the connections with your audience or the people within your community? Well, I love this question because I think back to 2018, so pre-business-minded Brittany. And the reason that I started the first Facebook group that I did to connect with teachers was I, at the time, lived and taught on a very, a very poor area. And I had just gotten back from this amazing epic trip, you know, 11 weeks through all these countries. And I was like, I want to talk about it, but it is in poor taste to talk about it here. I knew there had to be a community of other people out there who thought were as passionate as I was, right? This was a hobby for me at the time. I wasn't even sure about businesses, blogging or anything like that. And I was like, I, I just know there have to be, right? There has to be someone. And so then I started a Facebook group and I started reaching out to people and said, hey, this resonates with you, come join me. And that has now turned into a community of almost 5,000 people. I deeply know these people, even though it's a Facebook group, I know them. I know like what countries they're going to. I know their families. I know what they teach. And it's gotten to the point where these people 
pay money to come and travel with me, which still blows my mind when I think about it. I'm like, you're giving money to a stranger on the internet. You're going to come hang out with them. It's so wild. But I don't feel like we're strangers, really. I feel like we're already friends and it's it's like we're meeting old friends for the first time. So I think about that and I think about like what an amazing privilege and honor and opportunity that is. And I also think about like even the fact that I've been able to help people with their businesses. Like we have such a privilege as social media managers. Like think about all the things that business owners and yourselves that you have to do and worry about. And you're giving somebody the opportunity to get seen, to get their genius in front of other people, to get more money for and more income for their own families, for the communities they want to like donate to. Like it is such a beautiful thing to be a part of. And so I just think like, wow, like social media is an empowerful, incredibly powerful tool. And it's free. Like it blows my mind. Like if think about 15 years ago, you would have had to get on talk shows. You would have had to pay for advertising on radio and in newspapers. And now it's like, if you just spend a little bit of time, maybe money for a social media manager yourself, if, if you know, for businesses, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what people have to use to do. So I just think like the ability we have for reach to be able to share any message you have to be able to connect people. I mean, just think about these other teachers. Like if I hadn't created that community, they might've been feeling the same way and not finding these other friends that were as passionate as them. And so I think like the ability to, and also being able, this is like going to make me tear up a little bit, being able to see the people in my group travel together. Like how powerful is that? Like that's, that is community building right there. And I'll also say like, as a social media manager, like being able to see people like put themselves out there for the first time, get on video when they're scared, like you're the one encouraging them to do that. You know what I mean? Like you're giving them that push. So just as scared as you are, like, I think that drives me to even when I'm feeling scared, I'm going to do it anyway, because the gift is so much greater than the cost. So I would say put that. And then financially, obviously, the more you put yourself out there, the more money that you're going to make. Um, but I would just say, if you're scared, just do the first thing. Like, what is the first scary thing? Do it, rip the bandaid off and go, ah, okay, next thing. So yeah, I, I hope that answered your question. It did. It really did. I love that. And congratulations on 5,000 people in that community. That is an amazing number and really awesome that you're able to do those paid travels with them and to see them traveling together. That is That has to be a really surreal feeling. I can only imagine. My favorite thing inside of the Social Savvy Collective, which is the community that Brittany and I have talked about, and that community, when I see someone has landed their first client or they have posted, I have a discovery call in a day, in two days, what do I do? I just see everyone swarming to it and they're like, you've got this, here's some tips, here's what you need to do. And more importantly, like, we know you can do it, so you should know that you can do it and you've got it under control. And then they come in or they post in the thread or they post a new post that they've landed that client and it is amazing. So um, I think celebrating those wins with our community is really great and just a really powerful thing that social media has been able to connect everyone, especially connect other people from around the world. It is truly, truly amazing. Thank you so much, Brittany, for sharing with us today. This has been such a really great episode talking through so many different things from niching to finding your signature service to having a personal brand to landing clients. We covered it all. And I am so excited for this episode. So Brittany, where can our listeners find out more about you, your business and your communities? Yeah, sure thing. So you're welcome to listen to the podcast if you feel like that would help you, or if you have digital product 
people that you're serving. That could really help you out. Social Media Magic is the podcast name. And you can find me on Instagram over at Brittany Verlenich. That's my name. It's my handle. And uh, my company is Verity Media Marketing. So if you search that, you'll find all this stuff. Um, yeah. And I just, I love connecting with other social media managers. And I love collaborating with y'all. Like, there's so much power in that. So if you want to talk about that, I'm always looking for other folks to have on my podcast too that can serve my audience. So if you want to do that or podcast swap, just reach out. There's a way that we can work together, surely. I love that. So amazing. We will have all of Brittany's links inside the show notes of this episode, but it's probably quicker if you just hop over in the podcast player you're listening on and tune in and subscribe to Brittany's podcast, Social Media Magic. That's all for this week on Hashtag Manage. Until next week. Are you ready to create your own social media business that fuels your dream life? Whether that is financial freedom, time freedom, or anything else, this guide is your ultimate roadmap to building a sustainable social media management business. Inside this free guide, you'll learn how to build a sustainable business with the exact steps that I took to build my six-figure agency, why you started this business in the first place, and determine what you want to get out of it, how to scale your business beyond being a solopreneur social media manager. After this episode, go to the show notes to download your roadmap or type in socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast in your browser to access it there. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.